what you've just intuitively figured out is the next round. That's what we do next. Damn it. You were right. They're smarter. How many more times do I have to prove this to you? (laughs) They? They're? Women. Women are more intuitive and have a higher sense of EQ than most men. She's (laughs) smarter. Did you know that I have three really complicated relationships in my life? With me, myself, and I? Close. My relationship with money, my relationship with people, and my relationship with self. And they're all connected together because when my relationship with money got out of whack, it totally had an impact on those other relationships. That, my friend, is what we call having financial sobriety. So who are you? I'm Matthew Grishman. Who are you? Jim Gebhardt. And we're a couple of financial advisors trying to have an untraditional conversation about our favorite topic, money. Let's go. Let's get kicking with some gratitude this morning. I can tell you're just like brimming with it. Brimming. Two studio sessions in a row that we got to work hard for our gratitude today. Are you going with tap water? That might be one of my things I'm grateful for. A lovely, lovely daily calm from our friend oh, Tamara Levitt was so yesterday. Good. It was so good yesterday. Just reminding us. Of the simplest things. Yeah. And the things that I often take for granted. So, yeah, I am very grateful for the fact that I can walk into my house, turn on the faucet in any room, and water flows. In it, the living room? I don't have a sink in the living room. You said any room. Any room that has a sink. Sorry, I forgot that little caveat. Hey, just I'm the compliance officer well, here. You're holding me accountable. I appreciate that. I'm grateful for some very basic things today. Water, I'm grateful for the roof over my head. I'm grateful for the sanctuary I have in my backyard, in my home. And I'm grateful for adventure. We have some things on the calendar that I get to look forward to these next couple of weeks. So I'm very grateful for those things today. How about you, Clem? That they haven't happened yet, though. They haven't happened yet. But part of what makes it adventurous is the buildup. Ah, is that it's coming. Yeah, it's coming. Gotcha. Absolutely. Sometimes that's even more fun. Like the way you described your dream car. You'd been driving it in your head for the last seven years. You were concerned about once you actually got the car, would it be true as exciting as the buildup over all those years? True, it is. Wonderful. Yeah, it is. Nice. I am grateful for these things. While they drive me crazy, the the cell phone, right, the cell phone technology lets me keep in touch with family and friends. And when I do my windshield time, as you would say, coming up here, I get to call different folks and... It was a brief yet nice chat with my darling mother this morning and then a wonderful call with my daughter, Emily. She didn't have class today. and Because of Yom Kippur? Well, n- no. Oh. Her professor was at a conference, <laughs> so maybe it was a Yom Kippur conference. It could have been. He was at a conference learning about the Day of Atonement. She was at a conference. She was at a conference. And it was just a lovely catch-up call with her, and I'm grateful for technology that lets us do that. We had a five-way FaceTime call with the family the other day that Emily orchestrated where even though four of us were in the same house, all six of us got on a FaceTime and everybody had their own screen. I, I kept thinking she was she had some big announcement that she was going to make, but it was just, it was lovely. Technology, while it can be all-consuming at times and very distracting, uh, I, I am grateful today that I have that ability to still be able to, you know, what was the old saying? Touch someone? Reach out and touch someone. Reach out and touch someone. Reach. uh, There was a jingle that went with that. AT&T. Well, it's it's not just you and I in studio today having a little conversation. We've we've got some guests. 
someone who is uh, not really. Well, yeah. I mean, it, they're more like family Fam- at this point. Right, right. Jeff and Teresa, welcome. What are we grateful for today? Well, I think I'm I'm grateful that I get to be here and that I get to tell my boss exactly what I'm doing, and I don't so I don't have to make something up to do this special thing. And I had a wonderful conversation this morning with some people who manage a study abroad program at Tech State. That was excellent. So I guess the present moment is what I'm grateful for. How often do you get to have family participate in what you do for a living? So I'm grateful to have my wife here with me today and participating in a show that we really enjoy, both producing and listening to. That's fantastic. That's awesome. I think that's a wrap. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if gratitude is the main goal today, I'd say we accomplished it. Yes. But it's yes. not. But we have a much greater aim. We do. And it's something I'm also additionally grateful for. You and I, we talked in the last episode setting up, we talked about our autopilot feature, right? How how life in... I am so glad you remember this stuff because <laughs> my, my amnesia is in full full blown. Well, I had to go out and listen to the episode to remember it. Okay. I, don't, I don't remember it from when we're in here. Sure, sure. I remember it from listening to it afterwards. Sure, you put the cassette tape in the deck. I do, in my Walkman, and then I go right. out for a little exercise. Gotcha. So after listening to the episode, I was reminded that we were talking about the autopilot feature that you and I had built accidentally through just our friendship and the relationship that you and I built as client and advisor and how we've turned that into a process that we now use with our private wealth management clients called the Clarity Compass. Yes, sir. We have done this exercise, guys, so many times in the privacy of our conference rooms. And for the very first time, even though we've talked about it on the show and we've shared how to go through it with our tribe here, with our financial sobriety tribe. We're going to do it in our Sacramento conference room. We're actually going to do it for the first time on camera, on mic, and Teresa and Jeff, you have so bravely and boldly volunteered to be the first ever to go through the Clarity Compass in this in this setting like this. This and is awesome. actually in the confines of the Clarity Compass confessional. <laughs> Oh, I'm sorry. Let me get my collar. Please. <laughs> Let me get the collar. There we go. I'll hold, I'll hold my collar like this. Well, and how ironic does this to look, come up with does such this a look term. right on the camera? It, it looks good. It looks good. Because <laughs> uh, that's kind of the opposite of what it was when I first went and met this guy. Right? So it's, it's funny you use that term, the Clarity Compass Confessional, because it's anything but that. Very cool. Are we ready to get started? Let's hit it, dude. Okay. Here's how this works. And here's the whole purpose, just as a little refresher and review. The idea behind the Clarity Compass is to give you both, really flush out for you both, the things that are most important to you, most essential to you in life. And what it allows you to do is it then allows you to go back to all your financial resources and now have this game plan for how to keep those in alignment with what is really truly essential to you, especially as we kind of go into these times where Financial resources are being stressed based on a lot of the uncontrollables going on out there today. What this ultimately has served for us personally and for our private clients is somewhat of an insulation to what's going on in the world today. Things like inflation and interest rates and stock market volatility, all of these uncontrollables that are happening around us. This gives us that first layer of insulation by taking back choice and control of 
how we protect ourselves and how we use our financial resources by constantly being reminded of how they stay in alignment with what matters most. Make sense? Okay, so here's how we're going to do this. We're going to get my case out of the way, and we start with a little card game. So we've got these wonderful cards called the value cards. You each get a deck. Can you get these at like Rite Aid or CVS, or where do we get these? The easiest place to get these, and we've talked about this, is on Amazon.com. They're about $30 a deck and worth the investment. So if you were listening the last episode, we made the suggestion that to be here today, if you want to participate in this and do this along with us, is to go ahead and order these ahead of time. And if life got in the way and you got a little busy, pause the episode right now and go online and buy them and resume when you get them. Sounds like a good plan. Yeah. Okay. Did we you can want... also put a link to the Amazon we'll do that. purchase in the show notes Absolutely. as well. Oh, even better. Even better. Okay, so let me just go through these quickly, make sure the blank cards are out of here. This is such a powerful exercise. I mean, the, the number of times that we've done this with clients and they go through it really not with a lot of expectation. But I mean, as we embark here, I would love to hear from Teresa and Ace what, you know a little bit of the secret formula, so it's not it's not hitting you completely cold, but do you have some expectations of either what you're going to experience as you go through this or what you're hoping the takeaway is? Sure. I think from the little bit that I know, my expectation would be to sort of flush out what I think I know about what I think is important, as well as to communicate another level of that to Jeff. Yeah. It's a wonderful tool with couples because obviously you have to make money decisions together, ideally, mm-hmm. not obviously, ideally. We certainly have worked with clients where they make money decisions separately. In most relationships where you have to make decisions, money decisions together, it's a, it, it can be challenging. There can be some friction on I'm stuck because this isn't what I want, but this is what my partner wants. And how do we connect on that? Good news is that never, ever happens in our household. Fantastic. Oh, wonderful. <laughs> okay, well, this will be easy and effortless. Well, and that and that's... Ultimately, what what we found doing this is that although we do this together, you're also doing it separately so that we can flush out what the values are to each one of you specifically, where the outcome of this, once we flush these values out, is to create an action plan to where if we were sitting in the confines of our office, where, Teresa, you and I would work together as a team to support the things that are maybe a little different for Jeff and how we support those, and same thing, Jeff, you and I would work together to come up with a game plan of how we support what's critical to Teresa. And then we bring that together, and ultimately where this goes is we one day have your entire family in here doing this individually, and then together as a family, what does our family's clarity compass look like? Where do our individual values have some overlap, and how do we do this for the entire family so that as a family we start making decisions and utilizing our finances in a way that makes the boat go faster, as we used to say. We still say. We still say. Yeah. We just said it again. Awesome. All right. You ready? Yes. So here's how we're going to do this. Round one. And this word is very, very important. We're thinking about the word important. So you're going to go through these cards very quickly. You're going to make two piles in front of you. One pile, this is important to me. The other pile, this is not important to me. Don't think. Feel it. And it's whatever the word on the card means to you. Yes. That's 
a big point because as we've done this with so many folks, there, I mean, different words, I mean, not to steal one of the cards, but for instance, security is one of the cards. And security has very different meaning to different people. Mm -hmm. It's not what Beavis and Butthead think it is. It's what it means to you. Yes. So this, this very first round is, is it important? Is it not important? And there's a timelessness to that question. It doesn't necessarily have to mean today. It could mean it was or it may be in the future. But in this first round, it's a timelessness. Is this important to me? And being very clear, it's two stacks, important, not so important. Important, not important. Ready? Yep. Go. Here we are in the speed round, Bob. I was going to say, they're, they're moving through this pretty quickly. It is very easy to get caught up in your head with thinking and, well, but I, that is important, right? You get that whole little voice going. Sure. Oh, I like that one. Yeah. It's important to me. Yeah. Well, we keep it if it is. But I know, but I don't want to have all 52 cards in the important pile. Right. We don't want to, but How that's many times happened. have we seen that? It's happened. I know. And that's why there are multiple layers to this process. Oh. Right? Because what we're going to see in a minute, once we get through this, and I just, I love watching the difference here of how this is being processed. Jeff's thinking. Teresa's feeling. You know what we need? Like a cooking show. We need the mirror up above. So you can oh, see, look down. you can see as Jacques Papin is, you know, <laughs> chopping the vegetables, what that would look like. Yeah. Right. All right. All right. Teresa, Teresa ripped through that. That's important. That's not important. Okay. okay. I'm going to take the not important. This is going to be a mini series. It's going to be 17 episodes. No, it's, it's fun when you see a big stack like that. Oh yeah. Cause we got a lot of work to do. That's good. Well, that just says that there are a lot of things that are important. Exactly. To you, and that's okay. How you doing there? Thinker. Feel it. And if there's any hesitation, it's not important. Cue the Jeopardy music. Yeah, that's for the post-edit. Right. Post-production. I'm interested to know which pile is Jeff's. You want to bet a dollar? No, it's not a fair It's not a fair bet. No, because we both take the same one. Th I think. Those are, yeah, there we go. Those are the importance. Okay. I know. You knew which pile was his important one? Okay, hand me the non-importance. Okay, good job. Now, we've identified out of this deck of 50-some-odd cards a whole bunch of things that are important to you both. And look at that. One card sits on top for both piles. That's interesting. Purely coincidentally. Yeah. Or is it coincidence? Didn't stack it. There are no coincidences. <laughs> there are, there no, are coincidences. no coincidences. Okay. So if we're trying to align our finances with what's absolutely most important to us, that's a lot, right? That's a lot to keep track of. That's a lot to manage. So what we have to do now is we've got to elevate our game a little bit. We're now going from important to a priority. So now, as we look at these cards, we're going to go back through them again, and we're going to go through another round, and we're going to make two piles again. A priority, not a priority. And now this becomes less timeless and more timely. So honor the fact that every card that's in your hand is important, but some of these are more of a priority today in your life than others. So get really, really clear what's a priority, what's not. It doesn't mean it's not important to you. It just means right now it's not a priority. A little more front burner. Yes. Good way to put it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a priority today. Yeah. It may have been front a priority. Center, front and center in my life. Yeah. It may have been a priority years ago, and it may be a priority in the future. But if it's not a priority today, it's in the not priority pile. Yeah. And that's okay. Yeah. Absolutely. Because this does morph. This is an exercise that over time... The focus and the priorities do change. Oh, absolutely. 
as does the intention behind the words. Financial security has always been one of my core values. Is that a card? It's not. Ah. But security is a card, and I've defined that as yes. financial security. Correct. There's other clients that we've met with where it's physical security. Yeah, sure. Or it's job security. Yep. Or it's financial security. Or it's it's more almost not security as it is stability. Sure. Sure. Right? And I, I love it when people get a more a little more attached to a particular word that isn't necessarily the word on the card, but it's kind of what hits them as they look at it. Right. The word represents something. That's, I mean, security always represented financial security me to me. Yeah. But my definition of financial security has changed over the years. Ah. When I used to work for the big institutions, the big Wall Street institutions that manufacture all the product that we financial advisors are supposed to use to distribute. invest for clients and distribute, financial security to me was about making sure my retirement was okay. Gotcha. Making sure that my financial future was okay. Gotcha. Because I had the steady paycheck. Sure. And so I thought it was the trees in the backyard that, that grew the money that you wanted to water and nurture. Well, that's later. I had to leave corporate America to plant those trees. Oh, I see. I forgot that part. And start picking off those trees. But that that's how it changed for me over time. Financial security became less about the future because of the faith that I developed in what you and I are creating. And it was really more about having that emergency savings in the bank. Because for so many years, I didn't. Sure. Well, you were a good red-blooded American. Right. And look at these two ripping through. Holy cow. Nice work. Okay, so what's not priority for Teresa? Fabulous. Ace, fabulous. How are we doing? Let's see the stacks. Nice job. Okay. They're even. Ooh. So somebody's think thinking so. this is a little bit of a competition. I don't think they're even. <laughs> they're never even. <laughs> they're no. Ace, I, I need to remind you of something. Every study that's ever been done says women are smarter. And there's a lot more of them than, than us men type. So you just got to surrender to that at some point, brother. There is never a competition. We lose. Do we ever really surrender? I'm not sure. I'm still working on that myself. Right. Okay. So let's look at our priorities now that we've got that figured out. We've identified some things that are important, and these have risen to the top as priorities in your life right now. Now we've got to take this a step further. We're going to look at what's a priority and we're gonna elevate it to what is absolutely essential. Come on, do your whole airplane bit. I'm getting there, I'm getting there. I'm Hold in your a hard head, too much coffee. Will you get there for this crying out loud? This is why I said less is more. This isn't a seven part ep, you know, tragic <laughs> miniseries. Before you go into the cards, here's the way to think about it. Imagine you get on an airplane. Thank you. And you're allowed to bring your big carry-on, right? Your little wheelie bag, and then you've got your little personal item and your pockets are stuffed. You know, I bet Jeff has a separate bag for shoes. I think he's got a lot of shoes. But he's probably checked those in. <laughs> you check your shoes on to the plane, right? Attached to my feet. There you go. Out of boy. Out of boy. Okay, so we've gotten on the airplane, and we have our wheelie bag, our carry-on bag, and our pockets. Everything we have with us is important. Pilot comes on the PA system and says, well, ladies and gentlemen, welcome aboard. I have some bad news. We're really oversold on the plane, and we're way overweight. So we've got to make believe we're flying up in Alaska or something. So we need you to take everything that's important and we need you to get rid of that wheelie bag and condense it all down to just your personal bag and your pockets. So make sure what's important becomes a priority. And that's what we just did in that first round. We got rid of the carry-on bag and put it all in our personal bag in our pockets. Well, now the captain comes back on the PA with another announcement. Ladies and gentlemen, 
thank you for the efforts in identifying what's a priority for your trip. But unfortunately, we need to have you only take what's essential. We have no room for any bags. You can only take what fits in your pockets. And you're going away for a week. What would that be? So although what's in your hand is a priority right now, there are just a handful of cards that are truly essential to your existence as a human being. Strip it down to the essential. The most essential. I can't live without this. Even though this is a priority, I could live without it. But this I can't. You got Probably it? Probably the stage at which you need to feel the most and think the least. Yes, absolutely. Get out of your head, get down into your heart, and really feel the word. And if there's any hesitation, it's not essential. You'll know it. I can't live with this. It changes the this. perspective when you put it on a plane that's flying over Alaska and you think, hmm, is that important to me? But if I'm home, that's important to me. If I'm on a plane that may not make it or is short-termed or is stranded sure. after the fact. How Unknown. In, how important is that to me? Well, how essential is that to me? And right? how, Cause, is, cause how essential is it to me? There's Correct. an intentionality behind that analogy besides the fact that my kid flies airplanes, exactly what you just described. We're getting on a plane and going into the unknown. Guess where most people are when they come into our office and go through this clarity compass exercise? The unknown. They're on the precipice of the unknown. Ooh, big word. They're on the right? 747 wow. to Japan, not on the biplane in over a swamp in Alaska. Sure. It's still all unknown though, right? What is retirement going to look like? Often people come do this after some major change in their life where maybe their priorities have shifted a little bit. They've lost the person they love most in life. Uh, they lost their job. They came into work one day at 55 years old and were told, hey, guess what? Thanks for, thanks for being here. Thanks for being an asshole. You're fired, right? And that can totally change everything about life. I wasn't an asshole. Oh, you weren't? No. Oh, good. <laughs> a sudden health switcheroo. Yeah. That comes out of nowhere. Yeah. I mean, so if you if you think about the timing of the two of you doing this exercise, over the last couple of years, you've experienced a major change in your lives, right? You're looking at me like you're, tell them. You might want, yeah. <laughs> if you want. I can read you. <laughs> Isn't it great how a husband and wife can communicate with ESP sometimes? Do you think that's important? Ten days ago, I had an emergency situation and had an appendectomy in mm. on my Saturday evening. Wow. Wow. I'm grateful. Holy cow. Wow. Well, I feel good, too. Thank you. The pregame on that is very painful. I, I know I've never experienced it, although I did have a gallbladder attack once that I thought was, I didn't know what, but it was horrifying. You know, it's all those tests with the opportunity that if that thing bursts. Problem. You could die. Yes. Yeah. That might shift your priorities a little things bit. things into perspective quickly. Yeah. All right. Let's get from priority to essential. One no. pile, essential. No. Another pile, not essential. I can't emphasize enough the importance of getting out of your head and into your heart when you yeah. do this. Yeah. So that you are really breathing into it in the sense of what are the most essential principles in my life? If everything is stripped away and it's just me, what do I need to carry on? Yeah. Right? One of the physical actions I've recommended a couple times to clients, and I'll, I'll share this with Jeff and Teresa if, if you need this, is as you look at each card, especially in this essential round, is to literally breathe it in. And, and as you take that inhale, does it stay with you or does the card go away with the exhale? Is there like a release that you feel with it? Yeah, like, a okay, that can go. Exactly. It's a, and it's not thinking it, it's feeling it. You're holding out on me again. It's another 
Another great little tip and suggestion. I love that. I have a method. You have a method? I do. Ooh, do tell. Because we're always learning with our process. I think you might like this. Okay. So I went like this with my priorities. And then as other things came up, I kind of went, well, if I have this, I'll already have that. If I have this, oh, I'll have that. Yes. If I have this, I'll have that. If I have this, I'll have that. I'll have that. So they don't need because to be there, there is a lot of tan- to sort of trump. They, they can be folded sure. into these. Well, yeah, there is a lot of similarity in terms of the, some of the principles and concepts, and how do they stack like you're doing in terms of what's the lead? What right. what is the principle yep. that is the most essential? But if I have that in my life, I will have Easy. several of these other things. What you've just intuitively figured out is the next round. That's what we do next. Damn it. You were right. They're smarter. How many more times do I have to prove this to you? (laughs) They? They're? Women. Women are more intuitive and have a higher sense of EQ than most men. smarter. (laughs) You know, this doesn't work for brownie points in studio. You're still going to have to deal with some of the original things you said before. But now my stack is twice as large as hers. Of course it is. (laughs) Of course it is. Which in this case means you're losing. The smaller the stack, the better. But intuitively, you understood that, that as you saw these things and, and you felt the essentials starting to float up, oh, if I have this, then I'll have that, which is exactly what we're about to do with Jeff. Because when we get to essentials, sometimes people have had 10, 12, 15 cards still in front of them. Well, you've got two front pockets and two back pockets, which means we're trying to get down to four and really get crystal clear on what that is. And each one of those four could potentially give you the rest. And and here's the ultimate secret. What we're really trying to figure out is the four cards that are your why. The rest that are priorities and are important all make up the what, the how, the when, the who. Make sense? So we will come back to these cards and you'll see when we start the actual action plan of taking these values and, and trying to see how they show up in your life, where some of these other concepts that are priorities and important to you come into support these whys, these really essential personal principles. All right, so how many, we're, I, I think we're going to start with uh, the bigger deck here. So Jeff, how many you got there? Where are your no non-essentials? Hand me your non-essentials. Now, we need to make a little room here. So I'm going to move my mic so we can still hear me. And Jeff, I'm going to have you hand me your cards. This is where I get to have a little fun intuition with this too. The big deck. The and big I'll, deck. I'll take the uh, spillovers here. Okay, get those out of the way. That Teresa's, that's Jeff's. Okay. All right, so we got a bunch of cards here, so I'm going to lay these out. Were you ever a dealer in Vegas? What kind of dealer? A card dealer. Oh, God, no. I was a happiness dealer in Vegas. I walked around town giving away happiness and joy to all those who came across me. I think we're going to need a bigger boat. Yeah, Jeff's got a bunch here. But I'm seeing some that I can already eliminate quickly. If you want me to pull them from you. Non-essentials. If you can see non-essentials that you can pull right away, go for it. There is a very visual aspect of this in terms of this kind of spreading out the cards and being able to see them and how they how they either go together or maybe like Jeff is doing, they kind of just, you know, flush themselves out. And when I go through this exercise with clients, I'm always trying to help them identify the word that has the most meaning to them as, if you will, the top of that pile. And then what are the supporting, right? Yeah. What are the supporting cast members to health, to family, to hope? Exactly. Right? Yeah, that's exactly so where I'm, we're I'm going. I'm doing it right so far? 
Yeah, you, you might be able to do this for people okay. at some point. Thank goodness. Stick that around. That gives me security, you know. It does. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. It gives me job security, too. You learning how to do this. Yes. You do this pretty good. All right. You're handsome today, by the way. Oh, thank Look you. At you all. Well, in the I got dressed shirt up for and Teresa and, and Jeff. We don't have family in studio very often. I did too. I wore a V-neck. That's I me know. dressing up. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you think you got them whittled down to the essentials? Okay, let me help you at this point. This is this is why you hire us. Am I working down to four at this point? Not yet. No, no, not no, yet. no, no, no. Okay. Don't, not yet. Don't okay, get all good. heady there, Doc. Yeah, come here. Got come it. here. Give me those. Give me those. I'll bait your hook for you. You just have to hold it in the water. Okay. These are what you have identified as essential values in your life. As your eyeballs, now what I would normally do in the office with you here is I'd, I'd have you stand up so you could get, like Jim was describing, when we get the, the big cam over the sky so we could see all this. The chef cam. The chef cam, thank mm -hmm. you. So we can see the vegetables getting chopped. There's something that happens when you get up over this visually. So from where you're sitting right now, just with your eyeballs, scan this. And I bet there's one that your eyeballs keep coming back to. The most important word you see here over everything else. It's the one word, the one concept that holds this whole pile up. If this one thing isn't in your life, the entire house of cards goes kaput. Yeah, that I've had since the beginning. What is it? Health. Beautiful. Okay. Now, we're going to do this one more time. So now you've got nine cards, a nice little tic-tac-toe board. We're going to set this aside for a minute. Of these nine cards, which is the one that your eyes can't look away from? As you scan, your eyes keep going back to this card. Does one rise to the top? Family. Okay. Tell me what that means to you. What is that word family? Right there. That's Jeff's second. What does that mean to you? That's your support. It's everything around you. It's what you live for. It's what you care most about. What is it? What is it for you? That's Define what it, it. That's what it. That that's, that's what, what it does about. for you. That's right. what it does for you. But what is it? It's my relationships. It's my kids. It's my spouse. Is it your people? Your tribe? The closest, yes. Yes. So in, in by, terms by all of means, yes. If if we're sitting here doing the concentric circle exercise, people, places, things. Is this our oh. two a.m. club and our trusted friends and family list? Yes, and yes, and yes. It's the deeper in, obviously. Okay. Yeah, it's not the outside circle of friends that I can trust, but it's even closer. Okay. I always think it would of, be the highest priority of people. So okay. I, I'm 3,000 miles away from where I grew up, and family is not exactly in my immediate zip code. And the way I've always thought of this is that I, I define, fam in my case, I define family as my chosen family. Those, those people that I'm around on a consistent basis that are the most important people in, in that, in the context of our 2 a.m. club, mm -hmm. in, in that inner circle, that they may not be blood-related, but I would, I would do anything for them and they would do anything for me. It's the people who mean the most to you. Yes. Right. So when we talk about people, places, experiences, this represents the people that mean the most to you. You define that with the word family. Correct. And for our listeners at home... Sometimes family isn't you didn't you didn't win the lottery. Sometimes it's not exactly how you drew it up. And you got a bum sitch. You got a bum situation. Sure. So you may you may need to do the opposite of what I do, which is even though you're surrounded by I mean they're all around you and you can't get away from them, maybe they are not 
exactly the most nurturing and supportive people, and so you have to define it however however it suits you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so family isn't necessary genetics. Family is yes. those people closest For you. to you. Well, and by Jim's description. Th- Jim's description, right. Does that, does that mean the same thing for you? Because this is about I, you right yes, now. Yes, I could get there. I could get there because I have to look then a little bit further because I'm looking at my immediate family, my my closest Blood children relatives. and yeah. spouse or by marriage. Yes. Right. So that's what this means to you. I'm uh, Jeff, I don't want you to try to get mm. anywhere. I understand. This is not about his definition or my definition Correct. trying to change the way you feel about a concept here. This is about Correct. bullseye defining why this word is essential to you. Yes. So this means your closest blood people. No. Teresa, the it's, no. it's not my closest blood people. It does include others. Okay. Okay. Yes. Beautiful. Yeah. So so let me ask this now. What does that word mean to you? And this is the word... L is for the... Sorry. So love was one of the essentials. Yes. What does that mean to you? Having and experiencing it. Okay. Agreed. Does it go yes. with this? Yes. If you... Is one conditional upon the other? No. Mutually exclusive. Family is love. If that's what you're asking. So this is a supportive of yes, this. Correct. Is this a byproduct of this? Family is more important than love. If you have family. You have love. Yes. Okay. So I understand where you're what I'm you're going saying. to yes. slide that behind it. Which you can do. Okay. Next question. What's that mean to you? Yes. And I can I can see where we go with that. The word That's is home. home. Security. Be about it. On on what's left. Yes. So define home. Sanctuary. Okay. It's a place you can go to, you can relax, you can escape. Okay. So it's not contingent upon people creating that for you. It's an actual physical location. Yes. Home. A safety, a security, a yes. sanctuary, an energy spot, mm-hmm. right? It, bring, it, it restores and renews your energy and repairs your, your Sc- soul. Screwed up juju. So if you yes. have home, security is a byproduct of home. Or vice versa. If you have security, you have home. You have home. Mm -hmm. Does one resonate more than the other? Security may resonate a little more than home because security might encompass more than just a physical place. So you and Teresa could be, I don't know, spending a weekend at the Tickle Pink Inn in Carmel Highlands. Mm -hmm. And if you two were together in that place, you would feel a sense of security and a sense of home. Or is it different? Sense of security, yes. Sense of home to me still becomes a physical. Home base. Uh, yes. Yes. Base camp. C- could I say we could get that same sense of sanctuary? Yes. Okay. But or, if you, or similar. Not, but if you not, didn't not have. As, but similar to. So if you didn't have home base and you were living in a fifth wheel, you wouldn't necessarily have that sense of home and that sense of security? Or would you? Having a physical location here in town. Creates security. Okay. Yes. I think that's your word. Mm -hmm. I think having this in your life gives you this. And this is important. Mm -hmm. This is a priority. But this is essential. Home is essential because it's what gives you your security. Mm -hmm. Am I reading that right? Am I feeling that right? Mm -hmm. Your eyes are telling me maybe. Only because I'm evaluating how that place feels. And I'm saying yes We've just gone through a major remodel. so Who would do such a thing? That's right. Crazy. Only people who have just started or just finished have any 
complete appreciation for it. I'm, I'm waiting for interest rates to go higher. Yeah, right. Why yeah. not? Yeah. So I, I would say yes. Okay. Home is that sense of security because the disruption when it's not there is so great that you have no semblance of security. Your place isn't there to go to. It's disruptive. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Physically, I, emotionally. Everything. Yeah. You're completely out of whack. I can... That resonates and, with me. And structure and consistency were in my prior piles. And because of that being disrupted, you recognize, oh, my gosh, no, why is it so bad? Why is, is, is it that important to me? It's the home that's out of whack. And when the home is out of whack... You lack structure. Everything's you lack, yeah, everything disruptive. Right, right. Okay, good. Mm-hmm. Good. All right, we got five more to look at here. And to me, they all... They're all in the same ballpark. You know, different positions on the mm-hmm. field, but same baseball game here. Tell me about these five cards. And and for those of you listening at home and watching what we have in front with the last five cards, we have hope, we have trust, we have creativity, we have spirituality, and we have gratitude. And I'm going to nominate something here just because we've spent a little bit of time together before going through this exercise. Mm-hmm. And I'm just wondering... If I'm thinking of my definition of these words, knowing you in the time we've spent together, that little birdie holds up the rest of these birdies. Maybe, but that's using my definition of the word. Tell me about these five concepts. Talk about these together. I struggle with spirituality and hope. Okay, tell me more. As mutually exclusive. The others I can see falling underneath. Okay. Trust underneath spirituality gratitude, creativity, but not as one of the highest priorities for my existence. I think spirituality may envelop that, as you're, as you're saying. The hope is the one I'm struggling with. However, they do go together all the time. Well, what, is, what does spirituality mean to you? What, what does that mean to you? Faith, higher power, another belief. Jeff's not in charge? Jeff's not in charge. Okay. What happens... When you are in alignment with that, when you are feeling the sunlight of the Spirit flowing through you, does that give you hope? Are you more hopeful when that's happening? I think that question clarified it. Because where do I lean on for hope? You go to your higher power. power. So when higher power is flowing through you, you have hope. Mm -hmm. You can be more hopeful. Yes. Tell me about your creativity. That's easy. Yeah, that, that one you can bury under spirituality. And you can gratitude as well. Okay. Do you tend to trust the universe and people, places, and things around you? Yes. Okay. What I just wanted to get really clear on for you was which came first here, the chicken or the egg? Correct. Right? Do you have to go find a connection to your higher power when you're feeling hopelessness to find hope? Or is it through hope when you feel that hope coming through that you actually feel connected? The, The prior. The prior, the first. The prior. Okay. Okay. Beautiful. Yeah. Okay. Nice work, Ace. Freaking fantastic. Okay, so here's what we've got. We've zeroed this down to four. We've talked about home, family, spirituality. The one I haven't asked you about yet was the very first one you said your eyes could not come away from. The first Mm -hmm. thing your eyes were going to in the pile, and that is health. That's my first, what I call my true north. What does health mean to you? It's everything. Because without it, you don't exist. 
What does having it look like? What is it? It's the ability to wake up in the morning and take a deep breath, open your eyes, smell, taste, hear. It's so physical health, physical senses. Correct. Okay. Tell me more. And then mental well-being. You know, as we get older, a lot of things change. And a lot of things cause you to change in your mental perspective of things as well. And you also have physical things that could change with your mental well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, Alzheimer's and any other oh, malady you can think of that's, absolutely. that's brain-oriented. Yeah. So, I mean, are you starting to see how these four core personal values have financial implications? Oh, absolutely. Right? What did you just say you did here? Big remodel, right? Mm-hmm. Did you second guess it at all? <laughs> what was that Every like? step of the way. Are you okay. kidding me? Yeah. Uh, yes and no, though. We had a vision. Yeah. Maybe you second guessed a little bit of the process along the way. What I can promise you is going forward, that's going to be less of a second guessing exercise. Where did we put trust? Was that under spirituality? Yes. Because that was part of Teresa's influence. Hmm. What do you mean? Tell me you more. Know, my acceptance of... I think that makes sense. I like it. It seems to be good. Okay. I trust your vision. I'm on the same page as your vision. Yes. So spirituality was in the room helping you with that. Yes. But also subconsciously, even though we hadn't done this yet, you were putting financial resources into something that provides you the core sense of security that you need, which is home. Mm-hmm. So there probably wasn't as much second guessing as you would think, as far as the overall project would go. Maybe some of the no doubt about maneuvering, it. right? No doubt about that. Okay, we're going to set your four aside for a minute, and we're going to come back to this because there's a lot more work we need to do. But this is a huge phenomenal. start. This is huge. Yeah, it's phenomenal. I mean, we did this with Glenn and Joyce in their backyard. How long did that take? Did we finish? I think we did. We at least got this part done. Yeah, five hours. Yes, words matter. So, so this, do choices of words. Yeah, and, and we're not attached to any timeline. I mean, this this takes as long as it takes. We've spent some time together having conversation about Clarity Compass, so perhaps you were doing a little preview in your head. Mm-hmm. But if you're listening at home and you're baffled at which the speed is that Jeff got through this exercise, you're going to be even more baffled when you see how quickly Teresa is going to get through this. But realize that there is no yeah, there's race no ti- with this. There's, there's no, no time. timeline. If mm-hmm. this takes you days to do, no. when you come out the other side with complete clarity— on what my financial resources need to be in alignment with for me to get from point A to point B in life. Oh, that's worth however much time it takes. Yeah, and what I what I like about doing the exercise at home with your own deck of cards is that you can just kind of leave them there. Mm-hmm. You can leave them on a table or something and and be able to look at them and reprioritize, really, really think about what that word means. I mean, because mm-hmm. for some people, home, you know, home is wherever they are. Mm-hmm. And maybe they live in a fifth wheel, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they're doing that whole routine, right? Right. And is it the home that I raised my family in, and I can't leave that, or am I going to be a you know a mobile retiree and and float like some of our clients that are very interested in not really having a home base, right? But floating. Mm-hmm. Well, they define home differently, right? They define home less structurally and more based on the people that they're with Lo- or in Lo- some location cases of where they are in some cases it's some people are just at home because they have a very deep spiritual connection with their own higher power mm-hmm. and they could be butt naked on a beach somewhere and mm-hmm. feel just as at home as they would be in that cozy bathrobe in their house 
here in Sacramento. Right. Right. So that and that's why we go through this. Everybody's definition and what these words mean to them is different. And I think we would say, too, it's the home we're in today, but that may not be the permanent home. Mm -hmm. We could move. We've moved many times already. But today's home is physical. Sure. And it's a location. Yeah. Well, and part part of your ability to detach from the permanence of things is what allows today's home to be home. Because you know the secret. Nothing's permanent. Everything's temporary. Right. The home you live in today will one day not be the home you live in. That's correct. And you're okay with that. It's when we attach ourselves to that as this is my permanent residence that we can sometimes get in conflict with what that means. Yeah. So good on you. This is a fabulous place to press pause. The Clarity Compass is huge. So let's pause, let's digest, and let's pick up where we left off with Teresa and Jeff in the next episode of Financial Sobriety. If you like what you heard, leave us a review and be sure to subscribe. And check out our website, yourfinancialsobriety.com. Thanks again for listening today. Here to help you find more clarity, confidence, and capability along your journey into financial sobriety. I'm Matthew Grishman. And I'm Jim Gebhardt. Be intentional with your money. Jim Gebhardt is a registered representative of and securities offered through Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, member SIPC. Jim Gebhardt and Matthew Grishman are investment advisor representatives of Gebhardt Group Incorporated, a registered investment advisor. Brokers International Financial Services, LLC, and Gebhardt Group Incorporated are not affiliated. The opinions in this podcast are for informational purposes only and are not intended to provide specific advice or investment recommendations. To determine which investments or financial advice may be appropriate for you, consult a financial advisor prior to investing. Any reference to market performance is based on historical information and there is no expressed or implied guarantee of future performance. Opinions expressed on this program do not necessarily reflect those of Brokers International Financial Services, LLC. The topics discussed and opinions given are not intended to address the specific needs of any listener. Gebhardt Group Incorporated does not offer legal or tax advice. Listeners are encouraged to discuss their financial needs with the appropriate professional regarding your individual circumstance.